Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. That was good. You know why it's good? Why? Because I'm wearing the headphones. We just discussed this before the show started. I think we should wear the headphones every episode, Joe Prano, if you're listening. You know, I'm not going to get into the fight between the husband and wife. It's up to you all. I just know that I can hear myself... What, what's the, the number one thing you told me when I first started co-hosting was don't pull a Goldberg. Or I, th- I think it's Goldberg is the reference. You, can't, you couldn't hear. It's somebody you couldn't hear. Was it, was it Goldberg? Shout out to my boy Goldberg, Matty Goldberg, who's the best. But I remember you saying like this was the thing that the dirt balls got on a guest. Oh, oh the dirt balls were on the him. The dirt balls were on him because you couldn't hear him. And I say in, in defense of Matty, it's like you can't hear yourself yeah, yeah, to yeah. some degree. I agree. So, you know, Joe, you know, is one of the chicest, most sophisticated people in the podcast world. He likes the way he looks. I like the way he looks. But if he, and if he doesn't want to go with uh, headphones, then, you know, you don't go with headphones. But I like the headphones. What if I wore them and Joe didn't? That would be awkward. Not really. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Try that. Start, start there. This bro- start with a broken household. But I I like the headphones personally. I like you said I like being able to hear, and most of the shows wear the headphones. Well, you know, as a person who is out there trying to create a podcast for my wife and myself about uh, you know wine, shout out to my the, the podcast. It's going to be called the Long Finish. Everyone, a little promo for myself coming out very soon. Maybe even tomorrow Thursday. Oh, tease! But, yeah, um, I'm producing that show. So I need to hear. I, I like it's just so, it's helpful to he- help uh, yourself hear. You know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Joe, for the record, will be on the show later. That's the one of the reasons why we have the headphones yeah. on. We're gonna be calling him. Joe will be joining us for our week seven tug. We're already at week seven of seventeen weeks in the NFL season. So much to discuss. This week is what we're we're we're, we're taping this Wednesday night. This is Wednesday night. It's crazy already. This yeah. week is nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Aaron has just arrived. He, talk about a thuster right now. This guy has come from law school. He's just now arriving, setting up in the Smut Studio. He's uh, a white claw in his hand. Unbelievable. Yeah. Double he, fisting white claws. Yep, Drake and Drove with two white claws. No, not really. He's not, not really yeah. law, law students out there. Yeah, yeah. That was a total joke. Tug going for the zinger off the bat. Yeah, well... I'm just uh So where do you want to start, Tug? We obviously have a ton of NFL, not just the picks. We have a lot of news, trades, things are always happening. We have Major League Baseball playoffs. Well, we- I know that Joe wants to talk a little bit about the NBA story. The big as, stories. As do I. As do and it does Andy and I want to chime in myself. And we also want to do picks. So I say let's let's get right into the baseball. Little little MLB playoffs. Give myself a small pat on the back. For those of you who are listening to the Dirty Sports Podcast, you know I love to try and give out winners. Yes. To the list to the dirt balls, to the listeners of this show and this show only. 
And I said, guys, back in September, there was a nice video that Andy put on the, uh, on the internet for me. Tug Nug. Old Tug Nug. I really love the Nationals. And I, and I also picked in that same – I had the Astros Nationals, so I can't let the Yankees in. I like probably like the Astros to win it all, but I, have the, I, like, I love the Nationals to get to the World Series. We could do a little hedging. And they showed it this week. They showed, you know, you, you kind of hinted at it like a, just a, a, like a momentum series. Yeah. This is a, a bit of a steamroll. Yeah. But they did all the things that they needed to do, that the, the Nets need to do, which is excellent starting pitching, kind of stay away from the, the, the bullpen as much as possible, and get just timely hitting, and not to mention some terrible fielding from the Cardinals. Baseball, baseball, like any sport, momentum, right? So how I see it is a guy who doesn't understand the game as well as like a Joe Prano or an Andy Lazarus. You know, those guys are diehard baseball guys. I, I would call myself, you're probably like me, more of a casual. I would agree. You know, I, I think I'm more knowledgeable when it comes to NFL, NBA. But momentum in psychology, yes, walk right in front of the camera, Aaron. Is that a Zima? <laughs> Is Zima in your head? <laughs> no, it's all good. You could have moved that stuff, and it's fine. Uh, I'm just ball busting you. But momentum is huge. This is kind of how I see it. You have the the huge comeback in Los Angeles. You win that game in extra innings. And on the flip side, the Cardinals get 10 runs in the first inning against the Braves, and then they can't hit. Now, see, it's funny because Joe, I thought Joe... We had a difference of opinion on that. I thought, dude, they might have used all their runs. And he, and he thought, no, once the bats get going, a lot of times they stay going. And my opinion, I think I had said, because I didn't understand him, I thought he was going the other way, which I thought might happen. And it did. It's kind of like, uh, I might as well just use a sexual reference off the bat. It's kind of like, you know, you, got, you haven't got laid in a while. I do know this. I do, I do know about that. <laughs> I'm married. You haven't gotten laid in a while. <laughs> you got lots of, lots of energy, pent-up energy. And you just, you, it's like the South Park meme of Randy Marsh from that classic episode a few years ago where there's just an explosion everywhere. And after that, you, you're just cool. You're cool for a while. The Cardinals were cool for a while, and it showed and complete and utter domination by the Nationals. Decent, you know, it didn't happen, but they were a couple outs away from a, a double no-hitter to start games one and two. I mean, Yeah, it's a good point. No-hitter into the eighth, I think, in the... First game, yeah, and then a no hitter, I think, into the sixth or the seventh of game two with Scherzer, and you did see like a little book ending with the Braves, uh, or the Cardinals scoring ten on the first inning with the Braves, and then the the Nationals scoring seven, I believe, in the first inning against the Cardinals to 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 clinch. Yeah, um, you know, I, I saw a stat today, or, or that uh, the Nats are like eighteen and two in their last twenty. So I mean, this isn't this isn't a fluke. I mean, they're hot right now. Wow, and that's um, wild. And so, and, the, and the, the worst thing that can happen is is what's going to happen to them, which is they've got to wait a week to play baseball again. Yeah, the, the World Series doesn't start till next Tuesday. There's a rain delay, uh. you know, today. Uh, so you know the the Yankees Astros series will be uh, drug out a little bit further, and then um, but it kind of cools people down. It happened to the Tigers, I believe, like in 2012. I want to say. It just cooled everything down. I don't want to see it. I, you know, I, I came out loving a lot of players. Obviously, I part of the reason I like the Nationals was the pitching staff, and Strasburg and Scherzer have and has really like come through. It doesn't always happen. Dodgers fans know firsthand. It doesn't always happen. 
for the best, you know, the, the, the front, you know, part of your pitching staff. Yeah. But I think it's been awesome to watch guys like Rendon, who's like one of my favorite players in baseball. Just a great, like, cool cucumber, just a cool dude. Soto's got a little flair. Like the team, I think is I find the team very easy to root for. Maybe people disagree with me, but I find this team to be it's a team that like lost their megastar, um, and they kind of like have fun, still have a lot of fun. It's like I find it an enjoyable team. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's what I've been enjoying too. The the team without Bryce Harper, and I've actually been rooting for them. I, I'll just be honest. I was rooting for them against the Dodgers. I was rooting for them against the Cardinals, and. The Bryce Harper effect is interesting. It's kind of the Patrick Ewing effect. It's 100%. That Bill Simmons coined. Correct. I, I mentioned it last time when I was doing the predictions for the baseball. I, I mentioned the Ewing theory. But I'm going to say this about Bryce Harper, guys. Bryce Harper's got a lot of Kobe in him as far as the fandom. What I mean by that is a lot of exaggerated, if you break down the numbers, which I love to do at this point, if you break down the numbers... There's all this hype. He won the MVP. If Everyone do yourself a favor. Look at Bryce Harper's numbers post-MVP. They're not that good. It's all this fanfare of media and marketing and a hype team. And Soto's numbers this year were way better. Well, Soto's also not, not even 21 until next week, yeah. which is amazing. Rendon's one, Rendon is one year older than Bryce Harper but but your point made me think of something I was, uh, reminded me of something I was thinking about the other day which is and maybe people out there um, you know on Twitter can help us out or on YouTube right now how many times can you think of a of, of, an, of an athlete that received the mega deal that was better off the mega deal than they were before I'm trying to I, I was honestly trying to think about guys a rod I mean, I feel like A-Rod's, you know, it's a good question, but I feel like there's so many. Maybe he got multiple mega deals. Well, he did. He but got I feel the like he, he couldn't hit at the, you know, the, 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 the second the portion. Yeah. But if you look at A-Rod's mega deal, again, I don't have the numbers directly in front of me. If you look at A-Rod. I mean, I'm talking about all sports. I mean, obviously LeBron earns it, but, like, the other guys, like, when Pujols, Pujols hasn't been as good when he went to Anaheim, right? Correct. I mean, Josh Hamilton did he didn't he get a mega deal? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of guys. Joey Votto for my Reds got the ten years, two hundred fifty million. I mean, if you look at A Rod's numbers, and I have them here now on the screen. So much of the problem about base of sports is like people getting paid. A Rod achieved them. He, he did. I mean, he crushed, dude. He crushed. Drugs though. He, had, he was on steroids. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's that whole thing too. But you're right. Out of out of out of Alex Rodriguez, I can't really think of somebody. I'm sure Joe will be able to come in with this. But I'm, I'm thinking like uh, we're talking about with Gurley. We're talking about with Goff. Like, we're talking I, about all these guys. I don't want to jinx know? it. So far, Russell Wilson's earning his money. Russell Wilson is 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 one. But so much of, of sports is about people want to pay for what they're gonna see. People want to pay for your future, but people are almost always paying for your past, and that rarely pays dividends. Yeah, I agree. You got something over there, Twerks? Uh, yeah, I was looking up just mega deals and and for baseball specifically. And I one that came up that actually uh, I think is a good argument for living up to the money is uh, Scherzer, pitcher. Pitching is often. I mean, I guess is the one time where I could th- see that happening. But that's that's a good call. Um, 
Um, I mean, even Kershaw was very good. For, you, you know, yeah, years. you're right. I I'm think thinking about position. I mean, uh, that's a great call. But I'm also wondering about position players or guys because that's who, that's who like who seems to be the uh, guys who have all the you know the, the lights shining on them, the brightest are these position players. Well, so far, Mike Trout's playing for the mega deal. And he'll get it, and hopefully he'll, you know. No, he, he just signed it. I'm he saying, just signed it, he yeah, signed exactly. it this, But I'm saying he played this year, you know, he's been, it's he's going to probably win the MVP, maybe not, but I'm saying if you win the MVP the year you sign the mega deal, you earned it. Correct. And I'm excited, you know, this is a little bit of a uh, transition, but I, the Joe Madden signing is interesting to me. Why is that interesting? Because I was thinking about this today when you put it in the rundown. Madden is to me a proven winner. Now he he spent thirty years with the Angels, so it's a bit of a coming home. Yeah. For 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 Madden, he has a house in Long Beach, kept it the entire time. Um, That's a great tug yeah, nug right there. I have a little Google map of his house. If you guys want to see it, I'll show it. <laughs> it's a little nice, you know, nice little bar, a little man cave. Um. Anyway, um, there's a there's a guy you'd like to have a mai tai with. Well, Madden's a cool guy, and I, but he, he yeah. reminds me a little bit. He's not maniacal like Harbaugh, but he kind of reminds me of Jim Harbaugh in the fact that he somehow he. he we're not winning as much as we want in Michigan, but he he does wear up his welcome. Madden is uh, is odd. He he manages in an odd way. I know a lot of Cubs fans are obviously ecstatic that he got them a World Series, but are they find it to be his choices to be very curious, uh, unconventional, uh, to where the, like this guy won them a World Series. And I think a lot of Cubs fans aren't that sad to see him go. And I feel like the same thing happened with the Rays. And I think that, that reminds me of Harbaugh. Harbaugh just sort of grinds on people in a way that's like when, when he, if he were to leave Michigan, I think people wouldn't be disappointed. But my response to those fans in Tampa and Chicago are, you're idiots. You're idiots. He got the Cubs a World Series. Obviously, he had a great team around him. My point is, he still managed all those players, all those egos, all that talent. He achieved a World Series with Chicago. He got Tampa Bay. Guys, Tampa Bay. He got them to the World Series. I believe they won two games. He got them within two games of a World Series in Tampa. I mean, the Cubs were over 500 every year he, he managed for them, all five years, which you can't say that before. That's what um, I'm saying. Like, as a, as a guy who has faced the Cubs his entire life as a Reds fan, the Reds, and, and I remember the meeting. What, what was your batting average? <laughs> I'm a 268 guy. I'm a 268 guy. No, but as, as a guy who's, who's watched the Reds play the Cubs, the Reds have always dominated the Cubs. And they, they actually said this during a broadcast. This was the first year, I believe, the Reds actually had a winning record against the Cubs in a long time. Ding, ding, ding. Since Madden basically took over. Now, this year they didn't. But my point is, a, any Cubs fan, you talk about wearing out welcome. It was the same thing with Harbaugh in San Francisco. My thing was, guys, he took you guys to a Super Bowl. You, you were one play away from winning a Super Bowl. Like, how short our memories can be at times. Yeah, and I'm always I'm I'm a Madden fan because you know why I, I like him so much because I think he thinks about the game in unconventional ways. Um, I think he's just a, a big picture thinker, and it's always interesting to me um, as a, as someone who like l- will look at anything to find an edge. Yeah, um, I think Madden does the same thing. So, will I, you be attending any Anaheim Angels? Absolutely games? not. No, no chance. Not even if I told you Tug Coker. You can get $10 off those tickets on SeatGeek. I'm listening. Now you're listening. Now I'm listening. I have you. Yep. I've caught your attention. That's correct. I, hopefully I've caught everyone's attention listening. Guys, Angels tickets, 
for next year are going to be a lot cheaper because you're going to go on SeatGeek. But even better, you can say, hey, Ruther, it's not baseball season. It's NFL season. It's college football. The NBA is right around the corner. The NHL is already here. Guess what? SeatGeek has tickets available on all those sports. I like facts here at Dirty Sports. We like facts, I should say. Over 50,000 five-star reviews. They're like, they're like the, I was going to say the LeBron James. I don't know if I even want to put him in that positive light at this point. They're like the Michael Jordan of... Wow. Wow. What podcast are we on? They're like the Michael Jordan of ticket apps. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. I mean, do we want to get into LeBron Gate? You should see my rundown. You should see the amount of details, the amount of things I've read, stories, side stories, sub-stories of side stories of side stories. Are we bringing Joe in for that? We'll call Joe here in a few minutes. Yeah. You, you want- we'll let you get your rant on. And I'll just say, just say this. I am um, Just to put a button on baseball, like... I, I was not a believer in the Yankees, but I'm I'm impressed with that. I'm, it, there's a there's a um, it's uh, G- Giancarlo Stanton. There's some, there's like a little Giancarlo Stanton gate going on right now. Whether he's is he is he hurt? Is he is he not hurt? Oh, interesting. So it's interesting to me to watch this scenario. It's starting to creep out. Like, is he? What is he doing? And I think these teams are very, very exciting to watch. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of this series as a person who, like you said, maybe a casual fan for most of the baseball season but gets into it in September and October. I think these are two uh, really good teams and especially two really good lineups. Yeah. That's, um, it's going to go it's some nice fireworks. six or seven games yeah, for we'll sure. Yeah, we'll see. So, anyway. Let's talk LeBron. Let's talk China. You know, I'm just going to sit back for a minute. I'll chime in, but I know you got some – You've been, you've been, we've been texting you and I and Joe and Joe. We've been texting, sending, sending each other documents, classified documents about Chinese history. This is learning because we want to be educated. Yes. Some people aren't educated. Yes. And we want to be educated, and I think you are now. Well, well I, I'm not the most educated. I do my homework. You know, to, to call back to some iTunes review that somebody left about you guys aren't smart enough. Well, I think I am. I do my homework. I, put, I bust my ass on this shit. I've been reading nonstop articles. The first thing I want to say about what happened this week with LeBron is shock, disbelief, disappointment. I mean, I'm just being, I'm being honest. I watched that video easily 10 times the night it came out, if not more. I was, as a guy who's now become a huge LeBron fan, about everything he does, both on and off the court. I felt like I just got dumped by my girlfriend, man. Like I, I'm like I, I felt crushed because I'm not normally a guy who I'm very anti-politician, and I think a lot of these people are full of shit, and I'm call them all hypocrites, and that's why I was like, oh my god, LeBron is no different. He's no different at all. He, he values money. We're not just talking money. We're talking he wants the billionaire status so much. He's changed his tune. And, and that's why I'm crushed. Because 
What LeBron basically did this week was he said, black lives matter, Chinese lives don't. And it's like, dude, you gotta keep the same tune for everybody. And that's why I was so disappointed. And somebody that I've learned to really like and enjoy. And as I head into this NBA season, full disclosure, I I just don't know how I feel. Like, I can still, I think I'm mature enough to separate the guy on the court versus the guy off the court. And I think everybody should do that. I'm not one of those, oh, fuck LeBron. Like, I can still watch a Lakers game and appreciate greatness on the court. And I think that's important. I think that's important for athletes, musicians, actors. I, I think you don't have to agree with somebody's politics. Grow up. You know, you, you know, like like my dad has that simple mentality on a lot of these liberal actors. It's like grow up. You don't have to agree with Sean Penn's politics. You can still appreciate how great of an actor he is. And I can do the same with LeBron. I can I can say he's a great athlete. Oh, that was a great play. Wow, I love watching him play. But the minute he opens his mouth off the court now about a social justice issue, nah, fam, I'm good. Not not listening anymore. Just not. I, I can love everything you do on the court, but I don't give a damn off the court. I think it's great all the things he's done, and I'm sure he'll continue to do in the States with his schools for underprivileged kids. That's all great. But you lost me, man. You, you, you completely lost. You literally, you bent the knee like that amazing meme that Jay Lloyd, who's been killing it. Shout out to Jay Lloyd. You've been killing the meme game uh, for us here at Dirty Sports. So thank you. you. You bent the knee, bro, to China. All you had to do was say, I, I'm not discussing this or I don't want to mess with my money. Dude, I'd respect that. I've said that. I 100% respect that. I've said on this show many times, I can't wait to sell out. Pay me. Oh, yeah, I'll endorse that. I'll endorse this. Pay me. I'm being real. I'm being honest. But I'm not sitting on this pedestal. And that's what all these people need to learn. You can't cherry pick social justice issues like that. You just can't do it. And, And what's more disconcerting about LeBron is that There's an article, again, I've been doing a deep dive. There's an article that came out 11 years ago. I posted this on Dirty Sports Twitter tonight. There's there's an ESPN article from May 16th, 2008. It's literally titled, LeBron Speaking Out on Darfur. And it talks about the problem with Darfur and Sudan. And this is before the Beijing Olympics. And even I learned something. I guess a lot of what happened in the Sudan, the Chinese were involved with. Like shady stuff that the Chinese were involved with. But there's a quote here that's absolutely crushing if you're going to stand with LeBron on any of these issues. And let me pull up the quote. This is what LeBron says. James told the reporter, he said, he spent the previous year educating himself about China. This is, by the way, fascinating to me. So if you're following along the story, LeBron this week told everybody he's not educated enough, Tug. Here I have in an article from 2008 before the Beijing Olympics, LeBron is telling the reporter he spent the previous year before those Summer Olympics educating himself about China and Chinese history. And now he's saying he doesn't know anything about it. Damn, LeBron. 
It's tough. It's not a good look. And this is the quote that's just killer. He says, at the end of the day, we're talking about human rights. And people should understand that human rights, that human rights and people's lives are in jeopardy. We're not talking about contracts here. We're talking about money. We're talking about people's lives being lost, and that means a lot more to me than some money or contract. Where you been, bro? That was 11 years ago. What LeBron, what LeBron basically did was, at that point, his deal, just so everybody knows, his deal with Nike at that point was for $90 million. LeBron was already making hundreds of millions of dollars. But LeBron wanted to go next level rich. The quote-unquote fuck you money. Right? Billionaire status. And for that, he threw that quote out the window. That ideology of caring more about human rights over money and contracts. And by the way, I'm not one to say, I don't know what I do in this situation, but I do think this much about myself. I do think if I had achieved that status of hundreds of millions of dollars, what's the like? I said this last episode. How much money do you need to make, man? Just be, just be real. If LeBron was like, "Yo, I want to be a billionaire," fuck everybody in China. I'd be like, "Okay, he's being honest. He's being real." And another thing too, which is important for all of us to know in this situation. Dude, there's ramifications of who you do business with. All of us. We've all, I think every one of us has probably put ourselves in some sort of predicament at some point in our lives and it could come back on you. And just be wary of that. And that's, that's what's happened here with LeBron and with the NBA. And I, I, just, I was just in shock, Tug. I just couldn't believe. I remember. I mean, I remember when we were texting about it, like, it was. It was definitely. I mean, not only you, all of people on social media, everyone. And I and I haven't heard. I haven't heard. You know, look. I'll, I watch PTI. Yeah. Mike, Mike Wilbon is the protector of the shield as as much as anyone. Also, did not said so. You know, support LeBron in this move. Like, I, I what I, what I what I was fascinated by was the, the some of the mechanics of this. For instance, by which I mean. There was a couple days of silence before the athletes were asked to speak on this. LeBron is connected to Nike. Nike, he's obviously concerned about Nike's money in China, his money for himself. Nike's some of the greatest PR. NBA is a PR machine. Why are people not huddling to create a statement? that We know LeBron's going to speak. We all know we're waiting for LeBron. Why isn't there some way where he create something where he could say, I believe in free speech, but also straddle the line of like, I, I, I want to support, I'd like to see some change in the Chinese government, but I also, you know, have been here for 15 years. I have love for the Chinese people. Yes. You know, I mean, there's got to be a way to craft this statement. Well, what you just said yeah, yeah. Would, would have been such a better statement. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm surprised by. Uh, he couldn't, oh, do you agree the, with the, this? The, the move was, the move, somewhere, somewhere in, there, in the huddle, uh, whatever, between Adam Silver, because you, you saw this in David Miniman's report or article today that, like, he was, and I, and I get this point of him saying, I, uh, let, me, let me just, you, you, know, you know where I'm going. Yeah. He's like, I wish that Daryl Morey would have waited till we were out of China before he expressed his feelings. 
which I think there's some validity to. Like I think people don't know what happens. Like people, you know, the Chinese government. As someone who's lived in Russia for a few months, I, it's scary. It can be scary. Yeah. And so these guys are going for a few days. It's scary to see things change that, you, that go differently than you planned. So I understand that idea. I do too. But to go completely astray from like that intention, and, and not not make that point, but also say I you know and stand on all the things that you said for the last 10, 12 years, and and, and not only say but show. Is just oh, was surprising to so many people, including myself. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I, I don't have a problem with LeBron saying maybe Maury should have waited on that tweet. So we're outside. We're, we're back in the states. I actually totally get that. That's that's the part that I get. But yeah, what what LeBron's what he's not getting is you've just you've stood on this fucking soapbox, dude, and 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 you've. You've been the more than a basketball player, you know, more than an athlete, more than a shut up and dribble person. I've agreed with all that. I have no problem with you pushing social justice and a positive agenda. I think that's great. But you can't just suddenly go dark on awful atrocities there i'm not that knowledgeable in china but i do know this much i do know people don't have rights i do know 1.5 million muslim chinese people are put in camps this isn't you know this isn't conspiracy these are facts man these are some awful facts and i get it again we, we all do business with china all of us we're all guilty but dude just just have some honesty across the board and, and that's where you know, he lost me, and you brought up a great point. I usually don't really care what other people say. But from a from a social standpoint, I was curious. I, I started just digging across tweets. Left-wing people, right-wing people, center people. Dude, it was universal. From media to sports media to politicians to just, the, you know, the random sports fan. Every single person was bothered by this. And, and that's, I did a tweet, it was a joke, saying LeBron's the GOAT because he's unified basically everybody against him. It, it's wild, though. He really has. And I don't think a lot of people have the maturity to differentiate the on-the-court LeBron versus what he's doing off the court now. I don't think a lot of people like me are going to be able to watch a game and be like, wow, that was an amazing play. They're all going to be like, fuck LeBron. But he dug his own grave for that. I mean, I mean, seriously, you're you're a smart guy, Tug. How bad is his image right now? Like, how does this change? I, you know, it's it is very interesting to to think about because you're right. Like the next time he does try to get on his soapbox and and stand up for um, a social platform that needs to be, you know, ha- have a microphone held to it. How much are people going to be willing to listen or, or, or say, like, what, 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 what are you really in it for? You know, why are you supporting this? So I do think, you know, his – the authenticity of LeBron's brand has taken a, a, a definite hit. And it's amazing to me to see all the, all the, the goodwill that you've built up basically from the, uh, the announcement or whatever, whatever it was called. The decision. The decision. From the decision, people forget about that. People crushed LeBron for that, and he also was doing it for charity. He was like raising money for the Boys and Girls Club, I think. He was. 
got crushed for that, was still doing it for a good cause, built all the goodwill back up. And then this, in a, in a, as a guy who's, you know, extremely, you know, the more than an athlete is a, the moniker for, for him and, and Uninterrupted, a company with which I work or, or work with. Um, so, so to like, and you, and you, you mentioned this in the rundown, like it, the, 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 the commenting and the opinions of LeBron's actions and words were so swift on social media and he hasn't even doubled. He like, he didn't crack course. He kind of went on Twitter and like, and he said, Hey, let me just clarify my point. It wasn't a point about the, the, it wasn't a point about you know, I, you know what? I my my main point is this. I believe in free speech. I believe in human rights. It was more <laughs> Daryl Morey should have waited until we get out of the country. Um and he so. guys, he knew he created a storm. For those who didn't follow it closely enough, he sent those tweets mid preseason game that he wasn't playing. LeBron knew he created such a firestorm. He was tweeting during the game because it was such a disaster on Monday. What you got, Twerks? That's funny, actually. I didn't, I didn't know that. He was tweeting mid-game just to, to save face. Uh, no, we got a comment from Stanga that uh, I think is worth exploring. Is Space Jam 2 now destined to be a flop? No way. You know why? He, he did. Uh, Stanga, great question. And I, I firmly, I really believe this. You know, obviously Nike money is real in China. Like I think you saw in McMenamin's article... The sales for Nike in the past few years have been flat domestically, but exploded in yeah. China. And if you haven't, let me hop in real quick. If you haven't read it, it's a great article it published yesterday. It details the behind the scenes of what went down during their whole trip to China. And obviously, like so much of Hollywood business is about overseas sales. And I think they 100%, I think this is part of it. I think they recognized. You know, Space Jam will do 150 million domestically, but it could do a, a, a billion overseas. Um, so I don't think I think I think part part of this of like the the reasons why LeBron decided to choose his business reasons over his philosophical reasons is that Space Jam's a real thing. Like so, I think he I think he actually went out there to save Space Jam. But that goes back to my point. How much money do you need, bro? And again, I don't think I'm sitting on a soapbox saying that to him. It's, but I just, to me, it comes to a certain point in your life, dude. How much money do you need? I, you're talking to Mr. Capitalism over here. But at a certain point, like, like I just don't, dude, you made it. You made it, LeBron. You came from nowhere in Akron. I mean, you saw in the, in the article they talk about you know guys, you know, nobodies, not even LeBron. Guys have million dollar deals in China just yeah. to go a million dollar appearance fees, just to go somewhere. Yeah, get canceled. Um, and and you guys talked about this before, but like it's not just. I mean, obviously LeBron is the guy that we all look to first to kind of make a statement, but Steve Kerr is a is a guy that we look to to make a statement. Canceled. Greg Popovich. Canceled. The only one who came out strong the other night was the guy. It's a guy many people see as a villain. Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor. The great Celtic. 
he came out strong, and he tweeted this. This is the same night. This is obviously directed at LeBron. Haven't seen or talked to my family five years. Jailed my dad. My siblings can't find jobs. Revoked my passport. International arrest warrant. My family can't leave the country. Got death threats every day. Got attacked, harassed. Tried to kidnap me in Indonesia. Freedom is not free. And then he actually wrote, which I read, he wrote a great op-ed in the Boston Globe about his experience, about what he's gone through. And again, he doesn't mention LeBron's name once in the article. I suggest everybody read it. But it's 100% a dig. It's it's 100% a dig at LeBron and all these guys. Dude, that's my thing, man. And he also goes on later to tweet, I'm more than an athlete, which is a very oh, bald I didn't see that. Tweet. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he, I mean, he doesn't mention LeBron again by name, but he does basically. You know what's call been interesting LeBron. about the LeBron thing is, you like I said, all sides are going after him, and I think a lot of times we get tribalistic and we want to defend our own. As sad as it may be, that's what happens. The white people want to defend the white people. The black people want to defend the black people. The Asian people want to defend the Asian people. I haven't really seen that here, man. And it's been interesting to see, take like former guest of the show, Ryan Grant, former Green Bay Packer running back. He commented on our Instagram and we had a, a quick couple comment exchange of, he's like, this is crazy. This shows how much control China has over us. And it is. It's not just LeBron. It's, it's not just the movie business. It's, guys, they own us, man. Like, it's, it's a sad reality. We are China's bitch. All of us. And I, I don't have a solution to that. I'm not smart enough to that. But it's not a good situation right now as far as the economic side, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, too. I actually think, like, LeBron can do whatever he wants. Like, if he, if he just would have come out and said, you know, if he would have borrowed from Michael Jordan and said, uh, you know, the Chinese buy shoes, too. Can we, can we explain that quote? A lot of people don't know that quote. It's a great quote from Jordan. Well, back in the day, they wanted they wanted Michael Jordan to be more politically involved, and and, and, and specifically there w- there was a a Democrat in North Carolina who wanted excuse me wanted Michael's endorsement, and that's when he said the quote, which is Republicans buy shoes too. Like I'm not going to endorse any Republican, any Democrat. They all buy shoes. Yeah. And to be to be honest, I think it's a great quote. It's an honest quote. And I think that's the thing. Like, if if we would have said, like, I, you know, I'm just protecting my money, more people would probably be like, "Oh man, that's, that sucks." But like, it's it's real. Yeah, it's real. You're protecting your money. I would have no problem with LeBron if he said that. Okay, he wants to be a billionaire. Cool. But again, you can't chastise. You can't go on these on these rants chastising the problems we have here in America, and we have a ton. And that doesn't downplay the inequality and all the problems we have in America. We have a ton. But you can't just then be like, yeah, whatever, China. I don't know enough about that. Like all these guys. They're, they're all, at the end of the day, you're a hypocrite. And I don't know if I want to go this far, but I think a lot of them are just cowards. And I, I would like to think I wouldn't be that way. And again, I don't know because I'm not in that situation. 
But I do know they've all made millions already. And that's the point I want to keep harping on. I was like, you've already made millions, Steve Kerr, LeBron, James Harden. You guys have all made tons of millions. What's the worst that can happen to you? You don't become a billionaire? Your, your kids are set for life. Your kids' kids are set for life. Fucking money, man. There's a reason they say it's the root of all evil. I want to do one quick... I'm excited about this. I'm going to do one quick excerpt from a graduation speech of one of the great writers, American writers of the last 60 years, David Foster Wallace. Passed away a few years from suicide, unfortunately, but uh, one, one of my heroes. Wrote a graduation speech at Kenyon College. I want to say... I'll look up the date, 2005. Ohio called, School. Called... Uh, this is water, but he basically says this. It was it's a, it's it's I encourage you to go either watch it or read it at some point. But he basically says this. Because here's something else that's weird but true. In the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there is actually no such thing as as atheism. There's no such thing as not worshiping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what we worship. And the compelling reason for maybe choosing some sort of God or spiritual type thing to worship, be whoever it is, is that pretty much anything else you worship, anything else you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money and things, if they are where you tap your real meaning in life, then you will never have enough. Never feel you have enough. It's the truth. Worship your body and beauty and sexual allure, 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 and you will always feel ugly, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, like, that's... It's a great, it's a great speech, and I think like that's something that, to me, shows true colors in this statement, in this in this moment. It's like we can all, it shows people's true colors, and like we can go out there and tr- say we want to help the world, but we only get to choose one. We have a Sophie's choice. Yeah. What do we choose? It's very profound. I mean, it's true. And and again, I think it is easy because we're not in his shoes. I'm not I'm not saying this is an easy predicament because we're not there. I, I do always try to put myself, but again, I just keep harping on it. How much goddamn money do you need? And, and the last thing I'll say, and I know you want to get on its works, is that again, I am baffled by by Nike and MBA and the NBA not powwowing and giving LeBron something to use that could have protected all entities. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, what, you know the last thing twerks? Yeah, you just got me excited with your quote. Uh, so I thought of one that I think applies to Jim Harbaugh, uh, Joe Madden, and I think now also applies to LeBron, and it's from the famous film The Dark Knight, uh, and it says, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, going deep. Prano would love that. I love just, it. Just take that as you will. I love it. But you look at Harbaugh, hero, stays too long, villain. Madden, hero, stays too long, villain. And now LeBron, maybe stayed more than basketball too long, villain. Opportunity for the title right there, Andy. Is it, is this dirty sports or are we getting philosophical up in this bitch? <laughs> well, that's what's happened. You know, you, you, don't, you don't expect sports to cross that path. But, really, I mean, it's – Yeah. In this day and age – Someone you know, someone who we all you know look up to. It's it's becomes it's a real question. Well, look, 
someone that I think we all respect and look up to. 100%. Is our dear friend, Joe No Chill Prano. Burning the midnight oil. I mean, it's it's midnight. It's it's past 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Let's see if we can get Joe on the phone. I told Joe, I'll call you in 10 minutes. That was 25 minutes ago. So hopefully Joe's been waiting patiently. And... Uh, had an extra Miller Lite. Yeah, we'll see if we can get him here on the uh, on the phone. Who's the uh, phone sponsored by tonight, Andy? We're, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Good segue though, Todd. Hello, Andrew Ruther. Hello, Joseph Prano, and we have, of course, your amazing fill-in, Tuck Oker. And Twerks with Wolves. Don't forget Twerks with Wolves. And of course, Twerks. Hello, Joe. I have been watching. Uh, a fair amount of the episode on YouTube as I as I awaited your call. Yeah, sorry, it was it was a little delayed. I you know, Tug, let me do my thing. Uh, That's quite all right. I'm in New York City, and this city never sleeps. <laughs> Nor does anybody that is inside it. Now, Joe, we have said our piece on LeBron James, and obviously, we're going to get to some NFL picks here in a few minutes. But I have. I have listened to your thoughts on LeBron James. I have thoughts to add. I have takes too hot. I have um, I have all kinds of things. The first thing I want to say on the LeBron James, China, Daryl Morey, Hong, Hong Kong tweet situation, Hong Kong fooey, as I'm calling the whole scandal, <laughs> is, is if you are a dirtball, and this is something that was not touched on by you guys, but I think has to be talked about first and foremost. And this is, and you know, I've always been this guy for the show, so I will be the guy for this particular scandal, if you will. But if you're a dirtball who has tweeted at us, guys, stay out of politics. Guys, uh, you, you're not educated enough on Hong Kong and China and this situation. Guys, you don't know the financial ramifications and how this affects the NBA guys, you don't know how shoes are made Uh, kindly fuck off and stop listening and unsubscribe. And if I dare use my favorite catchphrase, kill yourself because this is one of the biggest sports stories in I literally don't know how long. I don't know a story that has this much literal global like ramifications. And now LeBron James is obviously involved. The commissioner of basketball is involved. An entire country is involved. Um, it's massive. So the idea that we're going to be a sports show and you're like, get to the over-unders. Get to the fucking... Get to the Pick'em League and whether or not Andy's going to shove something up his ass and stop, <laughs> and stop talking about China. If you're that person, just fucking – you're not a dirtball. You're not somebody that I want to be following the show. You have missed the point. You're a dum-dum. Please take yourself out of our our realm because in, in, in a way, I almost – this is almost going to be the birth of the dirty sports reporters where Sunday mornings we sit around a round table and talk about only issues like this. This is beyond, this is where sports 
gets into life. Like, people are going to die over this. Human beings are going to die over this. And the idea that somebody is going to say, like, hey, guys, not sure you know what the fuck you're talking about, so maybe don't even talk about it at all. Just, just stop being a dirty sports fan, please. Immediately. Cancel yourself. You're canceled. Well, Joe, as our fan. I think I think that was very well said, and I agree. And to one last quaint, quick thing to add to that, that's why I love doing this show with you. That's why I love doing the show with Tug. That's why I just love doing the show, period, is that we talk about everything. Everything in between, from politics to our families to dating life. And that's and that's what we've done for five hundred and sixty five episodes now. And I and, and, couldn't and, agree more. And the thing is it's 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 reckless not to talk about it. If you're calling yourself a sports show, it's reckless not to talk about it. If you're just go if you have a sports podcast and you ever talk NBA basketball or you've ever talked any, you know, social issue that has been related to sports if you've ever talked about muhammad ali or fucking jesse owens or kaepernick or literally anything that has ever been affected by it and you call yourself a sports show then you have to talk about this i get that there's a lot of sports shows out there and a lot of people like want to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about but like I, I'm just going to say it. If your sports show is talking about whether or not you fucking clean apples, but they're not talking about China, that your sports show is a fucking embarrassment. The end. And go listen to those shows because that's not what you're getting here. Because all the points that you guys made were fantastic. I like that you guys are coming from this at, at this from different angles. I like that. There's at least three people. I didn't listen to the Yoshi episode. I apologize. I've been busy. I, there's at least three people directly related to the Dirty Sports podcast that are doing the work to educate themselves on this issue so that we can talk about it because it's a massive sports issue. The idea that the NBA salary cap might be affected by this, that, uh, you know, all the ramifications of this, the, the fact that LeBron James, who is literally bigger than the NBA, is weighing in on this and now no longer weighing in on it because he doesn't know what the fuck to say to keep himself out of trouble is huge sports news. And it's world news. People are now finding out about what's going on in China, including people who listen to the Dirty Sports podcast, because it's a sports story. That's incredible yeah. to me. And I spent two plus hours with Alex Bresler in a New York City bar tonight. I am I am on a I, I'm taking China one oh one right now. I'm getting a crash course prior to my midterm uh, from Alex Bresler, who's giving me all kinds of facts and information that I had no idea about. And the reason I'm doing it and and Bresler listens to the show and we hear this like I have ignored hundreds of Bresler tweets about China. And the only reason I am tuned in entirely now is because of this NBA story, because this is a story that is bigger than this is one of the biggest sports stories ever. And the idea that people wouldn't talk about it is insanity. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's and you'd, and you'd agree, Joe, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's not. And honestly, that's China's fault. 
and that's the NBA's fault, and that's a lot. Like the I was saying this to Alex tonight. The amount of people that follow Daryl Morey that are probably clueless world affairs people that just want to know who the Rockets are or are not signing. This this so easily could have been avoided by just being like, who gives a shit? But the thing is, China isn't a who gives a shit country. They're a country that is been censoring people for God knows how long. And if you if you come after them, even like minutely, they're going to do everything they can to shut you down and burn everything you love. That's why we're even talking about this. And it is a fucking huge deal. So that's the first and foremost thing that I want to say. Like, if you don't care, if you're like, guys, you don't know enough about it. Well, we're trying to. And and if you're not, you're, you should sort of be embarrassed about where you are in this world. And it has to be talked about. And I'm happy to talk about LeBron, LeBron James as everybody agrees. Drop the ball. Um, he certainly had an opportunity to to you know make history in a sense. And look, I am not faulting LeBron James for not being like everybody's like, oh, he wanted to be Ali, and then he didn't fucking say fuck China, we're coming for you. It's like the guy's still a basketball player. Season hasn't even started yet. The guy's got a lot to focus on. He's got a new play. Like I, I'm not saying LeBron dropped the ball by not being some sort of you know, world police here, but the, to attack Daryl Morey was a bit embarrassing. And now to have called the attention to himself and, and, and tonight say, now I'm out. Now I'm not talking about it anymore. It's like, motherfucker, you already talked about it. It's too late. If you don't want to talk about it, you shouldn't have fucking talked about it. It's like, he really dropped the ball. But the one thing I will say and, and this is important because you guys thoroughly covered what LeBron James did and didn't do. And, and everybody that's at, that said LeBron James is kowtowing to China and this is about money and whatever. You're all right. And, and Bresler told me something tonight, which may also be very well true. And, and you know, I, even if it is, it kind of doesn't make a difference either way and and that is lebron james has gone to china for x amount of years and the the chinese people and the the chinese government have probably done a like an exceptional job going one of the most famous people in the world is coming here let's show him the most perfect version of china yeah so, so that every time he goes home for 15 years he's like china's pretty fucking great the people are awesome. They love basketball. They love me. I didn't see any of that shit. I didn't see no fucking internment camps. And I didn't see anybody getting murdered. And I didn't see anybody getting whatever. So there's also, you know, like a, a, like a full government, full court press, if you will, pun intended, to make certain people think, hey, don't believe everything that you read on the internet because – we're really fucking great here. So I'm not faulting LeBron James at all for doing anything other than why are you attacking Daryl Morey? And, and, and fuck all this bullshit of, oh, we're here and we're in danger and whatever. Like, no one's fucking kidnapping LeBron James. 
Okay. So this idea that anybody's going to defend him on that is kind of laughable. So like, just, just sit back and say like, this is a complicated issue and the, the, and Chinese, the Chinese people support the NBA, you know, almost more than any, if not more than any country outside of the, of the United States. And this is really, this is really difficult. And also we have uh, a brand new center power forward and Anthony Davis. And we're just trying to fucking make the playoffs this year. And this isn't something I'm trying to dive into in October before a season starts and fine. That's it. End of story. But you're absolutely right. Mr. Wokeness then like totally shitting on somebody who's doing the woke thing is embarrassing and pathetic. But here's the one thing I will say, and this isn't to defend LeBron James, but it is to defend LeBron James fans, if you will. I've noticed a lot of people, myself, you, I know Tug's not necessarily a LeBron James stan, coming out and criticizing LeBron James. And the Michael Jordan stands out there and the fucking, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant stands out there and all the people out there who are using this opportunity to say, hey, fuck LeBron. It's like, you know what the thing is? We're all saying LeBron fucked up. We're not doing what you guys do. We're not being like Kobe was never arrested for rape. Kobe was never fucking charged with rape. We're not doing Michael Jordan's. Hitler mustache was actually a chaplain and his dad's (laughs) his dad's dead because he parked on the wrong side of the highway and he got suspended because you know he left the league for two years because he was tired of winning it's like get it together one thing LeBron James fans are doing is saying hey we were fans of this guy because he was the best basketball player ever but he also fucked up and you guys are doing the opposite which is being like Yeah, see, this is why LeBron's a fucking douche. Meanwhile, everybody fucking defends whoever they stand for. They they refuse to criticize that person. They refuse to say Michael Jordan was a piece of shit who punched his teammates in the face and was hated by his teammates and was hated by everybody that's ever worked with him. Kobe Bryant is an accused rapist and refused to pass the ball and ran Shaq out of town and threw him under the bus. It's like the one thing is, LeBron fans are smart enough to know he's the best basketball player ever, which if you are a certain level of intelligence about basketball, you know is true, and are smart enough to go, he fucked up. And it is what it is. Don't be one of those people who fucking stands for somebody and refuses to criticize them when they fuck up. I fuck up, you fuck up, LeBron fucked up. This LeBron fuck up is massive. Yeah. But also, but also, Raping a girl is also pretty massive. Yeah, and I want to add, I'm glad you said that, Joe. I want to add something to that, which I didn't say in my piece, which I want to say. People can redeem themselves, too. I am I am not a part of this cancel culture, which is, you messed up, you're done for life. So, look, it's not a good situation right now. That doesn't mean LeBron can't remedy in the future this situation. And not just LeBron, anybody. Again, I don't. That's what I don't like about cancel culture. We learn from our mistakes. We mature. Now, has he regressed since that 2008 quote? Yeah, but maybe he changes. I don't know. And I think that's important to add onto this piece as far as everything's concerned with LeBron. And I'm glad you said it because you're right. And if you look at my tweets and 
a lot of things a lot of LeBron fans are saying, yeah, it's it's not even me just killing him. It's being saying like me being on like, dude, I'm like crushed. There's a reason I keep using the, the teary eyed emoji because it's like, yo, man, this isn't easy for me to deal with. But also there is no Santa Claus, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah, no one's no one's out there fucking doing a hundred percent great work all the time and just being awesome and whatever. Like there, there is no Santa Claus. And if you think there is, you're in for a rude awakening, but that's the difference between what's going on with LeBron and what's going on with LeBron fans is like, you know, he really seemed like it was unbelievable. Like everybody was always like all these years, been in the media since he was 16, never got caught cheating on his wife, never got caught drunk driving, never got caught this. Like the, like Tug talked about before, like the everybody's gotcha moment was the decision, which was him going like, if I televise my free agent decision, I can give a shit ton of money to the Boys and Girls Club. And everybody was like, ha ha, fuck you. See, you're an asshole. That was like literally everybody's LeBron gotcha moment until this. And, and you know, the Clay Travises and the Jason Whitlocks and the Sam Tripolis of the world, they're all taking this as their moment to be like, see, we told you. And it's like, you you guys are all using this opportunity to be like, see, we told you he is also flawed like all the fucking people we defended. And, and you know what? You brought up a great point before when you said – how much money does somebody need and what's the worst thing that can happen? And he's made this much money and all everybody's family is involved. And that's why, honestly, I keep coming back to it. But like Colin Kaepernick's a goddamn American hero because what's the worst that can happen? You could be blackballed from your sport for life and never make another single dollar on it ever again. And that dude did it. And that's exactly what happened to him is LeBron – would that happen to LeBron James? No, because he's way more talented and way more important to the sport of basketball than LeBron James was to football. But he clearly didn't want to do that. And he let some people down. And it is what it is. That being said, he's also the single greatest basketball player of all time. He's a better passer, rebounder, more efficient scorer, and more versatile defender than Michael Jordan. And he's doing it when players are bigger, faster, and stronger than they've ever been. He's the GOAT basketball player, and he has no idea what the fuck to do with a country that's murdering people and also providing him with probably 30% of his fucking net worth. It's it, Honestly, it's a tough call. <laughs> Very well said, Prano. Well, can I ask you a quick yes or no question? Is To, to both of you, is Daryl Morey the GM of the Rockets in two years? No. No. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes. The, the, it's it, the phase out's already happening. They can't oust him out. Or they can't oust him because it, it's a bad look. But I think he's a dead man walking. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's because I. I mean, I, I mean, we were reminded of this in the articles like how important the Rockets are to the NBA because of China, because of Yao Ming. Um. This is this is not good for Daryl. <laughs> and, mean, and you know what's interesting? The article that I tweeted out on Dirty Sports tonight, that 2008 article, it quotes in that article before the Beijing Olympics how, at that point, 300 million Chinese people were NBA viewers. That number now, here 11 years later, is up to 700 million. So in that span, they've more than doubled the market. It's incredible. 
Well, Joe, look, I think we've said it all about LeBron at this juncture and about the NBA, and obviously, we- honestly, and and let me I, not to cut you off, but I will. We haven't even come close to saying it all. I agree. There's so much more to say. There's going to be books written on this. There'll be multi- This is going to be the fucking. This is going to be the volcano, Dante's Peak, Armageddon. The other one. There's going to be dueling books that come out about this. People are going to be talking about this for literally ever. So we haven't talked about it, but we've certainly talked about it as much as we can in one episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. And uh, we got NFL picks to get to, Joe. And you know what I'm excited? That's why people subscribe to this, after all. What's that? It's the picks. Just the picks. Just the picks. Is that a dig tub? That would be a terrible reason to just subscribe. No, I'm kid- our, I know. I'm kidding. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm our, kidding. Our, our pick percentage is horrific. <laughs> yeah, that's right very true. Terrible. Very terrible. True. How did last week go for you guys? Well, Joe, we tied again. So after six weeks, I have maintained a four-point lead on you in the L chain bet. I'm I'm very excited about this week. Okay. I took a look when you sent it to me, and I can't wait. Well, you know what I'm very excited about, and you know this as well, Joe. We have a new partner on board that's going to be sponsoring not only our picks, but is going to have great insight for all the dirt balls during the NFL season and also all sports. Our friends over at GTP Picks, Joe Prano. Andy. I am mostly excited about this because I have talked to the guys at GT Picks. GTP is it GTP Picks or just GT Picks? GTP Picks. GTP Picks, and um, I we have both talked to them. We have gotten an in-depth look at their system, how they evaluate games. They do it across sports, and I'm truly excited about our partnership because. The, one of the main reasons we bring Tug Coker on the show is to help dirtballs make money. And now we have a partner that literally has a scientific model that is built around helping dirtballs make money. Well, basically what these guys do is, and we've both met with them, and, I, and I've met with them on multiple occasions. Actually, the whole team came over to the Smut Studio on Monday, so I got to meet everybody behind. What they do, guys, is if you're going to be gambling on sports, don't you want some scientific, factual data to have your back? These guys, for lack of a better term, they're, they're stat nerds. They're stat nerds, but they're smart stat nerds. It's kind of like the sabermetrics of gambling. And what they do is you pay for a subscription... Instead of just saying, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win this week because they have Patrick Mahomes. They're going to cover the spread. These guys at GTP Picks are going to say no. This is why or why not the Chiefs are going to cover the spread. They're going to break it down in statistical analysis. And any subscription you get gives you exclusive access to the valuable sports betting recommendations. And they send advice to your email throughout the duration of your subscription. Additionally, each pick uses their money management scale, which is designed to guide bettors to using a more consistent bankroll system while sports betting or when sports betting. So basically, guys, what they're doing is, you know how you most a lot of people just wing it when you bet. They're not doing that at all. They literally have an entire system behind them. I, I have a whole booklet here, and the analytical analysis absolutely amazing and they're going to help you win some money well i gotta say you know when we pick these lines every week and and there's a reason that 
on my Instagram or on the show, I, I only deem things as like a Joe Prano pick of the week because some games are always obvious to me. Oh yeah. The, you know, the chiefs are favored by three or the Packers are favored by seven. Okay. Totally makes sense. But every week we do this, we talk about multiple lines where we're going, Vegas knows something we don't. Yes. And, and you look at it and more often than not, Vegas is right. We weren't. Whatever it is they know that we don't, that's what GTP picks knows. They're doing the entire breakdown of like the history of these teams, yeah. these environments, these matchups. There's a million factors that go into it. And that, those are all the things that Vegas is considering when they make the line that we're not considering when we, when we go. It just doesn't seem like there's any reason that they should be the line. Yeah. But, but it is. And Vegas is right 99.9% of the time. And these guys have the information that's leading to Vegas to make those lines. And they're giving you a pick to determine what you should do. I mean, what more can I say, guys? Check it out. So, and- he, yeah. So, here's the exclusive offer that we have with our friends at, G- at GTP Picks. Visit gtppicks.com. That's just the letter G, the letter T, the letter P, and the word picks.com. And use promo code DIRTY. You will receive 25% off any GTP subscription. So right now, the package for a month, if you wanted to, if you wanted to use all their analytics and all their access and everything that they offer for all sports, it's $275. If you use the 25% off, that would drop it all the way down to about two hundred and six twenty-five. So it's a it's a huge discount. With this dirty sports discount, you get access to the recommendations for less than one dollar per play. So that's a great deal. Simply go to gtppicks.com to join the winning today, and uh, you can choose a package with just football, basketball, football and basketball, or all sports. And uh, I know we have some degenerate gamblers out there. If you want some insight into Golf, tennis, NHL, it's all there at gtppicks.com, promo code DIRTY. Probably not worth it if you're Matty Goldberg betting $0.11 a bet, but if you're a guy who's betting $25 to $50 a bet on football, you're going to make back your money pretty fucking fast. Shots fired. Okay, let's get to our dirty sports picks for this week. Once again, Joe... Uh, we're still pretty close. I have a, a slight four-game edge through six weeks. We're going to start with Thursday night. We have the Kansas City Chiefs are traveling to Denver, and the Chiefs are a three-point road dog coming off back-to-back losses while Denver back-to-back wins. Uh, here's my take on this. The Chiefs are hobbled by Patrick Mahomes' injury, but... There is no way the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose three games in a row. I say they win and they cover. Tug is shaking, is t- Tug is shaking is, his head at me right now. Is Tug Coker still in the building? I haven't heard him talk <laughs> since three minutes into my LeBron rant. <laughs> I wanted to uh, take a quick look at my Tug Nugs, and now I'm back. He's got his phone out. Prano, he is ready for a Tug Nug. Um, guys and gals, I'm going to prey on the, the public 
Joe Q public theory that the Chiefs can't lose three in a row. <laughs> Everyone's thinking that, right? Well, I got to go the other way here. I'm going to take the Broncos. Ooh. Plus three. Vic Fangio is finally seeing a pulse with his defense. Blanked the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans last week. 23 points in fantasy. I'm taking the Broncos plus three. Now, it who's fucking favored in this game? I'm assuming the Chiefs are favored. Correct. Correct. Okay. You said uh, – uh, am I wrong in – Thinking that you said they were road underdogs and that I was just spinning here? Yes. Okay. Well, my apologies. Um, that's a huge difference. I, but here's the thing. Uh, I think that the Chiefs could very well lose four games in a row. Um, three, but, you mean. Right. Three games, four games. It doesn't matter. Okay. I, I, I think that the Chiefs are hobbled. I think that their defense is uh, a bit of a disaster that unless Patrick Mahomes, like I said a couple weeks ago, plays out of his goddamn mind, uh, they struggle to win. It, this isn't really about the Chiefs to me as much as it's about the Broncos to me. As I just don't think the Broncos are that good. And um, I, like, I think the Chiefs can win this game without being the Chiefs that you know got to the AFC Championship game last year. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win and cover. All right. And on a side note, I want to say former Denver Bronco, Brock Osweiler has retired. But here, here's a – you got the tug nug? Here's the rug nug on this one. <laughs> Brock Osweiler, guys, in his, I believe, seven-year – I don't know if it was seven- or eight-year NFL career, made a guaranteed over $41 million, fellas. How about that? So you don't need to make that. How much more money does this guy need? He didn't need any more, LeBron. Brock Osweiler was like, I'm cool. I made $41 million off literally doing nothing. Wild stat right there. Rugnug. You heard it here first. Dirty sports. Okay. Rams. We need, we need Brock Osweiler's China thoughts immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there'd be a lot of bros in there just by looking at Brock, right? He'd be saying bro a lot on his thoughts on China. Definitely. He seems like a bro. Okay. Rams, Falcons. I'm going to let you guys go first on this because I do not. The, the Falcons actually have screwed both me and you, Joe, all year. The Rams are, they are spinning SpongeBob meme right now. Although they did make the Jalen Ramsey trade, but I'm not sure if he's going to play. I like that they got rid of Marcus Peters. That guy was feast or famine for the last two years, either touchdown or interception. Aqib Tlaib is on IR. He's also been playing like dog shit this year. So they replace those guys with a shutdown corner. Again, I don't know if he's playing. What do you guys think is going to happen this week? Rams are three-point favorites, by the way, on the road. I I actually think that this is a more suitable uh, game to say I don't expect X to lose this many games in a row. I don't see the Rams losing three games in a row it'd be four yeah before okay i don't i don't see the rams losing four games in a row and 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 i'm saying that for two reasons one because and you know i think a lot of people have been losing money on the rams the last couple weeks saying this about sean mcveigh it's like 
oh, Sean McVay, coaching genius, Sean McVay, coaching genius. Like, they're going to turn around. They're going to turn around. There's definitely some major problems, especially with them running the ball um, and and therefore putting the the game entirely on Jared Goff. And a lot of people are saying, hey, well, you know, Jared Goff, he's still throwing for 400 yards. If you look around the NFL right now, the teams that are succeeding are the ones that aren't throwing the ball all that fucking much. I mean, in in an, a way, this is Aaron Rodgers' best season in however many years, and he's throwing for 230 yards a game, as opposed to 400 yards like he did forever when they were f- struggling to win games. If you look at the Jameis Winstons, I don't know if you guys have talked about fucking <laughs> that scandal yet, but Jameis Winston and Jared Goff and all these guys that like have to throw the shit out of the ball. They're not fucking winning. But in this particular game, I just think that it's the perfect matchup for the Rams to get back on track because the Falcons from one game to the next are two totally different teams. It just seems like they're going to feast on the Falcons being a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, go tug. Well, I just got. I got a couple. I got a few tug nugs for this one. Are you taking the one tug nug that I had queued up? I'm not going to take the one that you've queued up. Okay. You, you know, a source from which you've taken from me. <laughs> um, By the way, real quick, before the show started, Tug accused me, Prano, of trying to be him. Now he's like, you, "You're following all these guys on Twitter. You're going all these deep stat dives. Like, you can't be me." Well, he's also wearing a mustache in your honor. He's trying to cop all of our personalities, Joe. It's not. <laughs> Not good. Not meanwhile, good. M- meanwhile, he's still five foot eight. So until he comes in on twerk shoulders wearing a fucking <laughs> trench coat, <laughs> I am five nine and a half. Thank you. <laughs> All right, couple quick tug nugs here. Um, so Matt Ryan um, threw for four last week. Threw for four touchdowns, no picks, and had a one forty plus passer rating, and lost the game. Yeah. This is only the third time this has ever happened in the history of the NFL. And the first time that it's happened since it happened to Matt Ryan, who lost in 2018 to the Saints. My point being, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He's a defensive coach, and the Falcons' defense is atrocious. It's multiplied. It's not even atrocious, it's atrocious. It's the worst. My God, it's embarrassing. When are they going to fire Dan Quinn, 28-3? Um, let me just say this. <laughs> On the other side of the coin, we have this nugget from football perspective. Think of all the bad quarterback play you've seen in the last 20 years. Bad weather, third-string quarterbacks, past defenses. There have only been seven games since 2000 where a team gained a first down on 4% or worse, of their pass plays. 4%. Jared Goff did that on Sunday. With such quarterbacks, he's in the same quarterbacks as such guys as Charlie Batch and Dennis Dixon combined. Dennis Dixon. Are we talking Pittsburgh Steelers, Dennis Dixon? Jamarcus Russell. Rick Myrer and T. Martin working together. David Carr. Wow. Spurgeon Wynn. You just made up a guy's name. Just completely made up somebody just to catch you guys off guard. Bergen win? We have what seems like on paper to be two diametrically opposed quarterbacks. And the, well, la- the last nugget I'm going to give you is this. It's, it's gonna, you're going you're gonna to love it. It's from Todd Furman. Great gambling guy. 
Away teams this year, 56, 35, and 1 against the spread. Away teams. Wow. 61.5%. If you guys would have bet all away teams, you would have been dominating this. Yeah, I believe, I believe, forget the spread, I believe the away teams have a winning record this year. Yeah. And here's one more last little rug nug to add to the tug nug. Jared Goff, courtesy of my guy Evan Silva, who I got from Tug. Great follow. Everyone Great follow. follow on Twitter. <laughs> At Evan Silva. Listen listen to these numbers on Goff. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. If if you're getting guys from Tug and then giving us nugs, are these rug tug nugs? <laughs> or, are these, or are these tug tugs rug nugs? It's a good question. I don't know. I think this is a tug rug nug. I agree. This is a tug nug. Wait, a tug rug nug? <laughs> it sounds like a great yeah. massage parlor name, by the way. A tug rug nug? Rug tug nug? Listen to this stat on Jared Goff, Prano. Goff's previous, Goff's last 14 games, he's thrown 14 TDs, 15 interceptions, 14 fumbles. 14 TDs, 15 interceptions, 14 fumbles. His 14 games before that, 33 TDs, 7 interceptions, 8 fumbles. So, He's turnover heavy, but I'll tell you what. I got to think I agree with what you guys are saying, and especially I've harped on it. Dankwood's defense is a disaster. They write the ship. They go into Hotlanta. They win, and they cover. I'm on Rams. I'm going to go Rams, too. I really don't want to do it because you guys are on it, but uh, I got to go Rams here as well. All right. Moving right along, the Dolphins are a 17-point dog in Buffalo. Guys, I said it. Everyone listening to the show, I'm going to say it again. The Buffalo Bills are a 17-point favorite. Has that ever happened in the last 20 years? I'd say no. Where you, where you at on this one, Tug? <laughs> the look-ahead line here was only 15-and-a-half. So the Dolphins almost beat the Redskins, and the line got worse. Don't know what that means. I just look at numbers. <laughs> um, Don't know what that means. <laughs> just try to spout it out stuff at you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills here. Dolphins got a cover last week, a rare cover. I'm going to go with a really stellar defense, in my opinion. And, Great defense, I'll say. And the Buffalo Bills. Now, now, let me ask you both this. I'm still alive in my Survivor. This is actually, they, they allow buybacks in through the first six weeks. So basically, no more buybacks in. I haven't used the Bills. Do you guys agree this is 100% the week I use the Bills? This game also scares me because it's still Buffalo. Would you use the Bills for your survivor? What's your other option? My other option, if I didn't use the Bills, would be the Niners. I'm, I, I'm really scared of that Niners game. So you would say take the Bills at home. 17 is a ton. No, they don't have to, they don't have to cover. That's what, have, That's what I'm saying. That's All they have like, to do is win. I think, I think, I think Bills can have a, a bad game. The Dolphins want to lose this game. Okay. Prano, would you take the Bills in that, Survivor? Um, I mean, if your choices are between the Bills and the Niners, yeah, I'd, I'd lean toward Bills. I don't think that the Dolphins win this game, although uh, I I mean, I agree that it's this is all about the Bills' defense and the Bills aren't going to give up a ton of points. But I could also see the Dolphins and the Bills playing a fucking game where no one scores a point for God knows how long. Yeah. Also, also, you always got to fear, oh, oh, Fitzmagic playing against one of his 11 X teams. Revenge game. Revenge game. Basically, 
every game that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in the revenge That's game. That's correct. <laughs> Except when he plays the Patriots. Um, so I'm actually taking the Dolphins in this game simply because we've seen a lot of these 17, 15, oh. 16, 17 point um, spreads the whole year. And most of the time they've covered. And I just don't, I just don't see how that keeps up. Yeah. Also, oh, oh, Fitzmagic. Well, you, you pained me with that, Joe, because I was going to take the Dolphins to cover too. I've taken them a lot to cover stupidly but i just i just see this being a massive spread and i agree with you i think this game could go two quarters without any points or one I mean, field goal I, I mean i could certainly see this going like ryan fitzpatrick's 75 yard play action bomb to open the game and then no one scores for a while and you go into the second half seven three dolphins before the bills turn it on and win the game but I, not by 17. I'll say it this much. I honestly would not be. That's why I'm scared of my survivor. I would not be shocked if the Bills lost this game. Like no, me, you you would you'd be shocked if the Bills lost. The Dolphins are trash. I would take everybody who's playing the Dolphins forever in a survivor pool. Okay, Dolphins are trying to lose this game. Uh, you know. Okay. Twerks is chomping over there. What you got? Sorry. Yeah, I just I just found my own little. Uh, I don't really know what would it might be a twug nug. Is that a thing? A twug nug? I don't know. What's a twug there's a, nug? There's a lot of nugs. I found a nug though about the Bills' uh, largest spread. Yours, yours are butt plug nugs. Butt plug nugs. <laughs> uh, the last time the Bills were favored by 17 you go points. To fucking Disneyland as an adult. Fredo <laughs> <laughs> coming out hot. Disneyland is still cool. <laughs> but last time the Bills were favored by 17 points was in 1992 against the Jets, and they lost outright. Ooh. That's quite a oh. nug. That is a that's nug. nug. That is a butt pluck nug right there. Okay, so Tug, Twerks, when, when the Dolphins win this game, Twerks is going to be screaming about it on fucking Space Mountain. <laughs> Who are you taking, Tug? I'm going to go with the Bills because you guys are going with the Dolphins. I also, I'm going to go away from you guys. I would like the over on this. I'll take, um, I'll take the over forty. I think it is what it is. All right, so two Dolphins and one Bills. I think this next game is a trap. I'm calling it. This is one of the games the Cincinnati Bengals can win. They are at home in front of four people in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium against the Jags. Jags are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bengals are hot trash. We all know this. But Gardner Minshew has come down to earth, even though I'm, I'm, rock, I'm rocking his mustache at this point. He's come down to earth the last few games. I think the Bengals cover this spread, and I would not be shocked if the Bengals upset the Jags. I don't think Minshew has necessarily come back down to earth. I think he played a, you know, I think the Saints are elite. I think the Saints are a complete team. Like it's, you know, and, and the thing about Minshew, he's been in every game. hasn't hasn't gotten blown out of one game yet. I mean, they lost sixteen to nothing last week, right? No, they didn't. They lost like thirteen to three or something. Like thirteen, you know, thirteen six or something. I don't know. Okay, I'm wrong. Thirteen six. Yeah. Also, also, doesn't somebody have to be in outer space to come back down to earth? Like, I love that everybody was on the Minshew train. Has he thrown for three hundred yards in a game? Has he thrown for? Has he thrown like? It's not like he was playing out of his mind. He was just playing like he's a good manager, fairly, game manager. He was, yeah, he was just playing fairly good quarterback and wearing jorts, and everybody lost their goddamn mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep this one quick. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with you on this. Um, I feel like it's gonna be Bengals here. Um, three and a half. I, I, I'm going Jags. I'm going away from you guys. I just, I mean, the Bengals, like, if if I'm losing games in this competition, I ain't doing it because I fucking 
picked the Bengals. Like, I don't think Gardner Minshew ever played out of his goddamn mind, but I think he's good enough that I think I think he gets a touchdown win against the Bengals. Well, we have another uh, butt pluck nug from here from Aaron. Garrett Minshew against or Gardner Minshew against the Panthers threw for 374 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. Ooh. What do you have to say about that, Prano? You guys just got butt plucked nugged. No, I mean, like, my point was, he's not Lynn Sanity. You know what I mean? He's not putting up 30 points every night out of nowhere. Like, he, he had one great game, and he, he was also winning games, and good for him. And I said a couple weeks ago, I wasn't a, on the Gardner Ministry train out of the gate, and I am now. I'm a buyer that he can play quarterback in the NFL, and, and that's great. But my point is, this guy hasn't taken the league by storm. Yeah, I don't think anybody said that, but fair enough. Okay, so you're going Jags, Tug and I are both going Bengals. All right, moving on. Vikings are playing the Lions. The Lions who, guys, we got to talk about it for a minute. The Lions 100% had a game stolen from them in Green Bay. The, the NFL officiating problem just never goes away. It, it's like herpes. It just comes back. You think that you're done with it, and you're like, damn, it's you again? And we see this every year. And I saw I saw some interesting tweets. Like, we're talking Desmond Howard, former Green Bay Packers Super Bowl great. He look, Did you see this? He tweeted, and he was serious. You're talking about a former Packer saying they should check the bank accounts and look into some of these refs as if there was 100% shady shit going on. Like, it's that big of a problem right now. How do the Lions bounce back from a game that they should have won in Lambeau? They're point-and-a-half dogs at home to the Vikings. Everyone's getting the nug game. Our boy Stanga sent me one. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you have a a nug that you want to get in, Hit me up at uh, Tug Coker on Twitter, Instagram. I'll get we, you Nug we, on the air. We need a that Nug Coker. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody start the at so Nug Stanger, Coker? Here's my Nug from Stanger. You ready for this? Since 2015, the Minnesota Vikings record overall is 43-25, and they play at noon Central Time, where Stanger lives, on Sunday. They're 31 10 and 1. And 11 5 and 1 on the road. All other games, bad primetime cousins, 12 and 15. This is a Sunday game at noon in, in Central Time. In Detroit. When someone sends me a nug, I take that nug and I smoke that nug. <laughs> I'm going Vikings. Minus one and a half. Um, Go ahead, Joe. We've all, we, we've all seen the the whoever nug, the fucking <laughs> the, the the Doug nug. You know the, the 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 that kid Doug, who's the fucking ESPN analyst. We've we've all seen the Doug nug about uh, Kirk Cousins against good teams. I'll ask you guys: Are the Lions a good football team? I think they are, and they they played the Chiefs close all the way to the end they should have won in green bay i think they're a pretty good team i just think psychologically how do you bounce back from a game that you literally had stolen from you from the refs 
I, th- I think well, that plays a well, lot into this. And, and let me say this on the, the, the ref thing is, you know, the idea of check their bank accounts, there's some sort of conspiracy here. Well, how do you how do you make a conspiracy not seem like a conspiracy? You do it all the fucking time. I mean, the NFL refereeing right now is a total debacle. A, a Joe Prano throwback, a total debacle. So the idea that they that there's some sort of you know bad thing at work here, as opposed to just the NFL refs being shitty as they are in every fucking game and refusing to look at the calls that they've made and adjust them with the with the benefit of replays, yeah. like they're they're just bad and and they're not just bad, they're fucking too proud to admit when they're wrong, which is like the fucking saddest part of the whole thing. Yeah. So. I, you know, I don't think that game was stolen. I think they just made a horrible call. Um, look, I am a Matthew Stafford defender for years now. I think he is he is the underrated to uh, Russell Wilson's overrated. Oh. I think this is a guy. I don't know. Hey, look, Kill whatever me. Russell Wilson's doing this year is neither here nor there. The guy was overrated for years for some reason. And all that time, Matthew Stafford has been underrated. People just shit on him. He's like a punchline. When I ever brought up that he should be compared to Russell Wilson, people are like, oh, this is embarrassing. You should kill yourself. Um, I think that the Lions are good. The Vikings don't beat good teams. I'm I'm taking the Lions to win this game. Joey No-Chill, money line pick of the week. Not Not the only, but A. Damn. Okay, we're going to be in the same pick here again. I, I like the Lions. I, again, I'm worried psychologically how they come back from that. But I, I've seen them play this year. I liked them last week. I like that they have a somewhat decent defense. And they're at home. You know, you know, I that's it. That's just, that's it. You talk about an interesting line, right? That's an interesting line for them to be dogs at home against the division rival that has struggled against good teams. So I'm going to go Lions as well. By the way, you know what the NFL refs are when you say debacle? You know what, you know what I think in my head, Brando? I think of... You ever see a group of, like, drunk chicks leaving the bar in, like, a group? And sure. You're, and you're like, where is this going? Especially, like, like take younger girls, sorority girls. You're like, this, this is a fucking... Like, that... When I think debacle... That's what I think refs, because you don't you literally don't know what's gonna happen. Is one gonna run into no, I, I, I I'm I'm going the next level of this this metaphor. I'm going they are a bachelorette party at a comedy show. Oh. And they're yelling and they're and they're yelling shit out and security's coming over and like, girls, you can't and they're like, What are you talking about? We're helping. This is better. We're having th- this this guy wouldn't even be getting laughs if it wasn't for us. And you're like, guys. Not only are you wrong, now you're doubling down on being wrong. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I actually, do you remember the last? Do you remember the last time we had to deal with the bachelor party at a comedy show? Do you remember where it was? No. It was Chicago at the Comedy Bar. And, oh yeah. And do you remember backstage? All the comics were like, "Left corner, there's a bachelorette party. <laughs> Everyone, be alert, because as comedians, you know exactly where they like." Because you don't want to deal with that shit. That's that's actually a great analogy, but we're both going to go Lions here. I see. Yes. I see. Aaron has something. No, I just love that analogy. The only twist I was going to put on it is drunk girls leaving a bottomless mimosa brunch, <laughs> because 
there is arguably nothing more disastrous than a group of girls leaving a bottomless mimosa brunch. Have you ever seen that? At Disneyland? Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing Mickey have Mouse ever, ears? Yeah. Have you guys ever encountered that? Just a mob of, like, they usually get on a scooter afterwards, and things just go downhill quickly. Aaron. Torx, like, uh, if you don't mind turning my microphone on, I'd just like to add, it's like four girls leaving a bottomless mimosa brunch after they got off of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Aaron, I like that you think I leave my apartment on Sunday. It's NFL, buddy. You know, you know I do it over here. By the way, I, I'm just going to extend the offer to anybody. The Ruther Smut Studio is, is a place to view games. I'm sick of watching by myself. It's kind of depressing. I know, Tug, you have a family. Aaron, I know you have Disneyland. But I'm just saying, guys. Dirt balls? Is this open to dirt balls? It depends. I, the screening process for dirt balls. I'm not just, how, how, how much to the Thus Fund? Ooh, that's an interesting take. They donate to watch games with me. That's kind of weird, though. Yeah. It's like a Make-A-Wish. <laughs> I order Papa John's or some <laughs> shit. Shaq shows up. <laughs> I'm going Chris $100 bill for everything at this point. You want to come to the show? Chris $100 bill. A Chris... You want to fucking watch things with Ruther? Fuck you, pay me. You want to ride the fucking log flume with twerks? Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> I mean, that's like the rate at the Palazzo or any place in Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, pay Chris Pondered. A crisp $100 bill? Yeah. I like you, that. You want, a, you want a fucking Chardonnay at Tug's Wine Bar? <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Let's get through these guys. I know, Joe, it's almost, it is 2 a.m. East Coast time. It's 11 here. Okay, the Raiders travel to Green Bay. They're coming off a big win in London. It felt like so long ago. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs against the Packers. I can't believe I'm doing this. The Raiders. They're going to cover. I'm going to piggyback that. I'm, I think it's pretty easy. I, I like the Raiders in this game. Uh, the look headline here was seven. I know for a fact that a lot of sharps are on the Raiders this week. Brought the 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 the, the number down. Shannon and Sterling, both the sharps are on it. That's right. <laughs> um, down to four and a half. Raiders coming off their bye. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Wait, where is this game being played? Lambeau. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers. You I'm love the Packers. I've been riding this Packers train hard. Look, they burnt you I, last I, week, Prana. You lost the point to me. Yeah, they burned me. They burned me last week, but they also won the game. And I've, I've, I have the Packers in the Super Bowl. I still like this. I like the way that they're playing. Uh, they're running the ball. They're playing defense. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do too much. Um, I do think that this will be a game. But, like, to me, it's just the Raiders going semi-east to Lambeau. I feel like nah, I'm, just, I'm just not on this Raiders team. I'm still not on this Raiders team. I'm on this Packers. And also, I think the Packers are hearing what everybody's saying, that, this, that the game was – that they stole this game last week. Okay, fair enough. Moving along, a AFC South battle. The hot Houston Texans travel to Indy, who's coming off a bye. Indy is a one-point home favorite. They also are coming off their big win, Sunday Night Football against the Chiefs. I like what the Texans are doing. I think Deshaun Watson is right up there in the MVP conversation. He's so fun to watch. He's got players around him. Fuller's still healthy, even though he had some terrible drops last week after a great game the week before. I like their defense. 
I like the Texans. I also like the Colts. I think this is going to be a great game. There's a reason it's a one-point spread. I like the Texans to win in Indy. I'm going to basically boil it down to quarterbacks, and I like what Deshaun Watson's doing. I'm going to go the other way. I'm a Colts guy here. I want the Colts. I like your boy Jacoby Brissett, who I affectionately sure call Jacoby Brissett. I know it's Brissett, but you guys would like to call him Brissett before he crowned himself on Sunday Night Football, knocking off the Chiefs. Both. I'm also pretty sure it's Josie. Josie Brissett. <laughs> both last, uh, both uh, teams, their last opponent was the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams. Tug Nug. Um, showed, showed up. I mean, w- w- two different ways of winning. Two different ways of beating the Chiefs. I think um, the public's going to lean on the Texans because of their firepower. And I'm going to stick and go the other way with the Colts. I'm going with the Texans. I'm going with the Texans because they're playing this game inside. Uh, I think that the, the Colts are, are almost built to play that game that they won in Arrowhead more than they are built to get into a shootout in a dome. Uh, I'm going with the Texans. I'm still not a Colts buyer uh, for quarterback reasons, uh, uh, you know, mostly. But also in this game, I just – like. Unless it comes, unless it is a thirteen ten football game, um, I agree. I'm going with the with the Watson. I think the Colts actually do have some firepower to to, and, and the Texans defense, outside of a couple like the, maybe like holding when we bet on Carolina and Vegas a couple weeks ago, they gave up some points. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm not, that's true. I'm not. A, I mean, they, they they got into an absolute shootout with the the, the Falcons. I, you know, I don't know which way it's going to go, but. I wouldn't be surprised and, and, if the game is like yeah, a little, and, little high, and, high scoring. To- totally. And if it is, that's the reason I'm going with the Texans. I know everybody, you know, wanted to shove it up my ass after the Chiefs game, but it, but I I repeat myself what I said in that game. Like, if you're going to go ten to one run to pass down the stretch, I, I I just don't see you going like, yeah, let's let you know, Josie throw the ball fifty times and we're going to win this game. I mean, you are. I will say this: you are extra hard on uh, Jacoby. You realize he was—he's a backup quarterback. Like, you know, the, 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 their their season total dropped two wins when he when he became the starter. You know, it's, it's not like America. Prano, what bothers me. what do you? Did you go into a cave? Went underwater. Prano, you taking a shower? Why? Why are you doing this? Prano. Prano. Joe, can you hear yeah, me? Aaron, can you text him? I, I don't know. We, can, we can't do this. From one game to the next. All right, I hung up. I, I don't know what happened there. He just he just couldn't hear us. I just didn't want to hear that point. Yeah. Because um, the Colts are going to win this game. Yeah, can you let him know he jumped underwater? He went scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a snorkel. And so a, hard on Jacoby. He is. I think jo- I agree. I agree. Joe's been too hard. You, you know what Joe's doing? You know. We'll let him defend himself. I'll let him defend himself. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it to his face. Joe's doing the I backed myself into a corner. I don't want to admit when I'm wrong. He said this the night when he's like, I, I don't believe and no one's really saying that or is really saying the Chiefs are like contenders to win the, the AFC? Like I don't think anyone's there yet. Yeah. But no, no I agree. All right, so hopefully we can get Prano back on the phone, uh, which ironically, perfect timing is his team. Yeah, is a three-point favorite at home 
against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, who do you like in this game? This is a tough one. Now, the Cardinals have won back-to-back games. Daniel Jones has not looked good. Saquon is practicing this week. Okay, that, so that, that's all, a good All reports piece of info. are saying that Evan Ingram and Saquon are back. And I think the Giants are a little bit better than advertised. I think their schedule – look, the, the, the Cardinals beat the Bengals. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, um, okay. We, we got you. And um, I, I, th- I expect this game actually – people expect probably think fireworks. Prano, are you there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What happened? You couldn't hear us, and you, and you were you were underwater scuba diving. It sounded like, and you just, um, it, I, I'm I'm pretty sure what happened is my wireless earbuds uh, were activated across the room. So suddenly, I was talking to you guys via AirPods from across the room. Ah, interesting. I thought that take the take you were giving was so hot, <laughs> melted the phone. Well, I, 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 yeah, I don't know where I got cut off, but basically, you know, we think I, we I, think real quick. We think you're being too hard, both of us on. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and I, all I said again, I everybody thinks I'm being too hard. Meanwhile, all I have said repeatedly is he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback at this point because I just don't think again that you can trust any team in football, basically ever. Just tr- you know, it has happened, but I just don't think you can trust teams to go, hey, we're gonna play thirteen ten every week for you know four straight playoff games or for four, five, six, seven games in the regular season either. They played a great game a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs. Do they come back and do it again? Is this a 17-14 football game inside against the Texans? We'll see. I'm betting on no. Man, you almost made me want to change my pick because of that. To the Colts. I mean, I mean, just I almost want to just go. Against. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see a lot of people clamoring for the Colts to be like Pray real up. threats. Can I so. change my pick? You can do whatever the fuck you want. I, I want to go against you now because because I am. I'm starting to. I'm starting to slowly board that Jacoby Brissett train. It's the, it's the winning side. It really is. But again, but again, you're not boarding the Jacoby Brissett train. You're boarding the Colts running game. The Colts defense. True. Like the, the what what train are you boarding? That I'm, Jacoby Brissett is going to come out on on Sunday and throw for 179 yards and no picks, and they're going to win. And this guy who's a better coach, getting, Frank Reich or Bill O'Brien? Frank Reich. Yeah. But but, but my, we didn't even move on from this game. But but Joe, it's like no one's saying the AFC is like the culture threatening. That's that's my. I don't think anyone's saying that. And no. and and mere and, and I merely said that I think that. In a game against a team that he is a one-point favorite to, he's going to have a hard time keeping up with somebody that I think is everybody agrees in this, is in the MVP conversation. Now, if the Colts come out and with Frank Reich and whatever and hold this to a game that's a slow me down, let's play, you know, let's let's slog it out game, a hundred percent. By the way, I think this is going to be a great game either way, and and. Both teams, I think, are going to have a chance to win. But my point is, again, that game is more likely to be played outside than in a dome. Okay, fair enough. All right, we we got to move through these. We're almost two hours into this damn show. So let's get through these. Giants, cards, uh, let's see here. Is Saquon Barkley playing this week? Do we know? He, oh, he's practicing. Highly likely he's I, playing. I, I would agree. 
Okay. I am going to As go. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Giants here. And as I was saying before, Joe jumped on. I think they played. Uh, the schedule hasn't been easy, and I think um, the the Cardinals have a couple. You know, they played some softer teams, including the Bengals recently. And I think the Giants are just a tiny bit undervalued here, so I'll take the Giants. I'm taking the Giants for a couple reasons. One, that uh, their defense played significantly better last week against the Patriots. I think the defense is going to be inspired. I think the team's going to be inspired in general by the return of Saquon and Evan Ingram. They're coming back to home, um, playing in New York, which will be huge for them coming off. I know they, they still lost bad to the Patriots. It was they, you know Patriots still cover a 17-point spread, but there there was a little bit of um, you know a moral victory there in how their defense played. And also with the Cowboys and the Eagles both taking a fat dump on the field last week, if the Giants win this game, they're one game back no matter who wins that that Eagles-Cowboys matchup. So I'm taking the Giants. All right, 49ers go to Washington. They are a 9.5-point favorite. Everybody is on the 49ers' jock right now. Uh, I think this could be a trap game for a point spread. I love what the Niners are doing. Defense. They run the ball. They don't ask Garoppolo to do too much. Who's starting quarterback for the Redskins at this point? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. I think he just gets absolutely destroyed. I'm going to go Niners. I, not just I don't want to. I'm going to go Niners. I'm going to go Redskins I'm game. Also, oh, go ahead, Joe. Go, go I'm ahead. also going Niners. I, yes. I just think their defensive line is, is just playing too good. I think if if the Niners do have a weakness, it still is that quarterback with, uh, I, I, you know, Garoppolo has not impressed me much. Um, but I just don't think impress. Is it, was that Shania Twain? Yeah. Shania I just Twain think their defensive up? lane. I just think straight up the, the, the only matchup I care about right now is their D line against Case Keenum. Yeah. I, I'm excited to be on the Redskins for this game. A little tug nug here. Double digit home dogs. Now, this is nine and a half, but I'm going to lump it in. Double digit home dogs since 2012. Hit it 87%. No, I'm just kidding. The total. Joe's in a haunted house. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) The totals of those games. Unders, 27% of the time. 87% of the time they go under. 87. 27 unders, four overs. Okay. I'm going to go with what I think is going to be an upset special. Why? Whoa. 49ers off their bye. Get up to play Baker Mayfield. They get up again to play the Rams. Now they play. They, they go east for a 1 p.m. game. It's a huge letdown spot before they play the Panthers again next week. I'm saying don't put Survivor, your Survivor, on the Niners here this week. I like the Redskins. To win. You like to – wow, to I, win the game. I'm not going to say – like I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but I'd definitely throw a few dollars on the money line for the Redskins. Are the 49ers paper Tigers? Man, I really – okay, here's another, here's another reason to like the Redskins this week, right? Did you see the uh, Kyle Shanahan quotes today came out today? They said, what was your favorite time – being a part of the coaching staff in Washington. He said, being with my dad. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, anything else? And he said, almost nothing else. That is bulletin board 
material. <laughs> For who? Dave Callahan and Case Keenum yeah. and Adrian Peterson, who's 400 years old at this point? God, I can't wait. Guys, remember me on Monday when Washington Redskins get their second win of the year. Maybe it's their third win. If they know. win, I will buy you multiple tug nugs <laughs> from the local dispensary. <laughs> Ain't happening. Come on, Redskins. All right, Chargers travel to Tennessee. Titans are two-point favorites. Uh, I think the Chargers play better when they're not at home, dealing with the home <laughs> crowd from the other team. I think the Chargers go to Tennessee. They win. You know, the new the new quarterback is what's-his-name from Miami. Why am I forgetting his name? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. More like Ryan Tanna not, you know what I'm saying? Okay. The, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the Chargers to win and cover on the road. I'm going to go Chargers here as well. I think that number is – I think it was a pick uh, in the look ahead. Um, this is just a pure play on the Chargers looking horrible against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. I think they, uh, they, they win in Tennessee. Uh, when I – hear Ryan Tannehill's name, I think Hugh Grant, Julie Roberts in a bookstore, more like Ryan Notting Hill. Oh, there you go. With the Chargers. Very good. Is right. that what you were going for, Ruther? No, I just, it was a bad Rutherism. Okay, moving right along. Saints-Bears. Ooh, I like this game. Saints are three-point dogs going into Chicago, who's also coming off a bye. Saints are undefeated since Teddy... Bridge winner, am I right? Not Bridgewater took over. <laughs> so good. This is a tough one for me, though. I feel like this is the game that maybe they lose. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to go undefeated, taking over as the substitute? I mean, really? Is he going to do that? I also just don't trust Trubisky, but I trust the Bears' D. Ooh, I don't know on this one. I'm going to go Saints. Screw it. They're dogs. I'm going to go Saints. I'm happy that you're doing that because I'm going to go Bears here. Basically for all the reasons that you just described. It's going, <laughs> just going the other way. I, I just don't see a way. Why did I do that? Why, like Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, like, I mean, there's got to be a letdown spot at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and the Bears um, coming off an embarrassment of a loss in London to the Raiders. Got to right the ship here. And show me something. Does Trubisky play? Is it an improvement on Chase Daniel? Who knows? They do just enough to get the win and the cover. I will not be allowing Ruther to change his pick on this one. I'm, oh. also, going the, I'm also going the Bears. Uh, I think it is the letdown game. I think, to answer your question, no, Bridgewater doesn't go undefeated. I think the Bears need it. I think the Bears get it. I think the Bears' defense uh, fucks Teddy two gloves up. And after the game, he'll be moonwalking out of the stadium as they will have knocked one glove off. <laughs> Shout out to Wade Robson. Tough scene right there. Uh, why did I tee up all the great reasons that the Saints would not cover? Super weird. <laughs> and then I took them. Yep. And you guys literally used all the reasons that I said for why the Saints aren't going to cover. Okay, if Prano doesn't let me change it, I'm sticking with the Saints. All right, moving on. Ravens-Seahawks in Seattle. The Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know why it says 3.4 if I was drunk when I wrote that. Uh, but I know they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the Ravens have been interesting. I think Lamar Jackson is 
going to die. Can we just all agree? Like, what he did, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Cincinnati Bengals game last week. He, he had an amazing game running the ball, but you just cannot do that in the National Football League. You will die at a certain point as you're running back. And on the opposite side, obviously the Seahawks are clicking. I think the Seahawks continue to play well. I will say this is going to be the game. It's going to happen eventually, too. Russell Wilson's going to throw an interception. He's not going to, he can't keep this streak going all year. He's going to throw a pick or two, maybe. I see it happening in my crystal ball. But I do think the Seahawks still win in cover. I'm going to go the other way I'm here. Going, I'm, I'm going letdown game for, for the Seahawks. This, this reeks to me. Uh, this is the, like Russell Wilson versus Ravens. This is a game where you look at the ticker at the bottom of the other game you're watching, and somehow the score is 4-2 to at the half. This is, this is just one of those games where the Seahawks come out, they take a hot fucking dump in the first half. No one knows what the fuck is happening. I'm going Ravens to win the game. In Seattle. In Seattle. No faith in my boy, Russ. I have to concur. I'm also on you the, the Ravens. And, you know, you bring up a very interesting point about the home field advantage, the 12th man with Seattle. They haven't been the dominant selves at home that we've seen in the past. They almost lost to the Bengals in week one. True. Bengals are terrible, we now know. True. They had to have a missed Greg the Leg field goal on Thursday Night Football to win and beat the Rams. True. So what's going on back there? Sorry. <laughs> I'll make it so quick and easy so Joe can go to bed. I'm going to piggyback on Joe and go the Ravens here. All right, two more games. Let's get through them, fellas. We got the Eagles and Cowboys Sunday Night Football. Tugs Cowboys are a three-point favorite. I literally do not want to make the first pick because I don't know what I'm doing here. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to be in Cabo uh, this weekend for a wedding, but um, I'm going to be making sure I get off the beach in time to watch the Cowboys game on Sunday Night Football. Classic tug move. Yes, it is. Doug Peterson guaranteed a win this week for the Eagles. Then he backed off that guarantee. And it's too late. It's called bulletin board material. Cowboys look bad. Look bad against the Jets. Looked bad against the, the Saints. And looked bad against whoever was in the middle. I can't remember. But they write the ship. They get this much needed win. They save Jason Garrett's job, the clapper. Cowboys minus three. As much as I love that Doug Tug Nug. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Eagles. <laughs> that, a, uh, that, that Tug Nug Reduck. <laughs> I'm going to follow Tug's lead on this. I think the Cowboys. Last week, Zeke actually rushed all right. He defied that stat where if he rushes for more than 75 yards, but they still lost. By the way, it was the Packers who they also Thank lost you. to. Uh, okay. I'm Eagles gonna, secondary is not very good. Like, yeah. No, they are not. I'm going to go Cowboys. As well. All right. The Patriots are 10 point favorites in New York, Monday Night Football against Mono Boy, Sam Darnold, and the Jets. I do not think the Jets keep this close, even though they're coming off a win. Everyone is like, duh, everyone forgot how good Sam Darnold was. I'm like, guys, he did, like, we talk about Jacoby Brissett. Like, like, what did Darnold do last week that was amazing? He hit a wide-open Robbie Anderson on a play. Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, well, Patriots. in fairness, I, Patriots. I, 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 think, I, think, I think Darnold did look pretty good last week. Okay, I guess I missed it. <laughs> even though I was, I mean, wa- I, even I, though I was I, watching the game. 
I mean, I mean, he played a great game. Um, I think, I think he did look really good. I think he he looked really good despite being on the bench. You know, with with Mono, it's not like he came out and he looked rusty. I, I you know, that that was a game that actually I haven't been the biggest Sam Darnold fan, but uh, he looked great last week to me, and I was like, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Sam Darnold is better than I thought he was. That being said, I'm going to take the Patriots to win and cover. I think that that win last week was uh you know i've seen it with jets fans i've seen it with the jets i've seen it with them historically like they do this all the time that was their win they're gonna feel great about it for fucking three weeks they won't win again until week nine you know um i'm going with the patriots you go broke betting against the new england patriots that's a fact however the patriots played the jets three Four weeks ago, on Monday Night Football, Simeon got obliterated. They had to play Falk, and uh, the score was 30-14 to 14 with those two bums. Wait, I thought that was the Browns game. Or maybe it was that game, yeah, but the next game was Falk, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Falk played by himself, I'm sorry. So Falk played entirely by himself. They still lost 30-14. to 14. So that was in New England. This game's at home. Historically, week uh, undefeated teams, Niners, you're on, you're on alert. Patriots are on alert. Playing week five on, paying a premium, do terribly. This is a this is a lesson to you all out there. Betting undefeated teams in week five on, you will go broke. Stop paying the tax. Let's look for ways for the Jets to win this. I don't know if they win, but they're going to go all out in Monday Night Football to get the cover. And the last thing I'll say about the Jets, they're 1-4. They play the Patriots, tough game. But then they, the following schedule is this, at Jacksonville, at Miami, New York Giants, at Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, home to Miami. Can you get a little run there? No. Yeah, they go 4-12. and 12. Can you give me a little <laughs> run with the Jets? You've been smoking too many tug nugs, Tug. So I'm looking for maybe – I'm looking at the Redskins or a Jets upset this week. I'm calling it right now. All right. He's he's officially it's too late. Is he's, it? he's officially stoned on those tug nugs. <laughs> Prano, real quick before we let you go. We have eight different picks this week, the most we've done all year. This could be a huge swinging week for us. Or we just go four and four. <laughs> you still there, Prano? I am. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just I, I hear you. I've I've digested it. And I can't wait for it to happen. All right. Well, Joe, thank you for staying up so late for us. We really appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for having me. Uh, JoePrano.com for shows. I've got a show here in New York City, a brunch show on at 3 p.m. on Sunday. So after you watch the early games, you can watch the late games at the stand in New York City and uh, watch me do some comedy. I've got Frantic Monday, the best show Every week in New York is Frantic Monday at the stand. Come to that. Follow me on Instagram. It's literally the only thing that matters, at Joe Prano, and I'm going to sleep. All right, man. Get some sleep. Thanks, Joe. Bye, guys. What a legend. Legend, as Joe would say. All right, guys. I think that's the show. And again, if you if you want to get some better insight, we'll have the description in the description of our show gtppicks.com so go to their site 
for some extra additional analytics on all these games. Tug Coker, Torks with Wolves. It's been a long night. It's almost 11.30 here. Lots to talk about this week. Crazy week. It's only Wednesday. We did not even get to Michigan, Penn State. Yep. Who do you like real quick? Last thing I looked was... My line was like 8, right? I saw it up to 10. ten yeah, the line was the line was flipped. The Michigan was a two-point favorite just in the summer. It's not going to be good, I don't think. But I will say this. Again, I've talked about it. Michigan or Penn State starting quarterback went to my high school, Sean Clifford. He's a redshirt sophomore. He didn't look as good last week in Iowa. He's had a pretty good year. He's still, you know, new. It's his first year starting. He's going to be tested even though it's a home game. I think Michigan covers the spread. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Having some trouble scoring, which is Harbaugh's thing. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a little bit of a loss. All I know is I'll try to um, unveil. I've been working on a new GIF or GIF, whatever it is, for, for Michigan fans out there. I'm going to try to maybe I'll unveil that this weekend. Um, you know I'm the king of GIFs. You see all the GIFs I make for Dirty Sports? Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'll run it by you for your say, approval. I'll say, you let me know if you need any help with the gift. Definitely. They call me the gift maker. No, they don't. Guys, follow our show at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Drop an iTunes review. If you want some koozies, just leave that Instagram or Twitter handle in the review, and I will contact you, and I'll send you koozies. I sent three more out in the mail today. Tug Coker, always a pleasure having you on. You crush the game. You crush the game with your family, your kids, your business, your acting, and you crush it on here, bro. I appreciate you always letting me on, Joe, for letting me on and uh, and hanging with the dirt balls. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Tug Coker and Twitter at Tug Coker. I've been working hard for us. All I care about is wins, beating the book. On my Twitter, I'm trying to put up the post for the super contest, showing you the results from the consensus and the best pick. And the best picks are doing pretty well. So uh, look for those on Saturday, Sunday. Follow I, me at Tug Coker, Twitter, and Instagram. I feel like we need a DJ Khaled. All I do is win, 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 like with <laughs> like with Tug's picks just oh flying in the air. It's not me. It's just me looking at people who are smarter than me and saying, let, let me piggyback. Aaron, where can people send their smoke sni- signals to? Uh, follow me on Twitter at DS Interns and follow me on Instagram at Aaron Maharis. Yeah. If you guys want to see some great Disneyland picks, he posts nonstop at Aaron Mahars. Guys, that is the show. Thank you, everybody, for the support. You guys are the best. Have a great weekend. And most importantly, stay dirty.